We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Lou, it is November 16th, 2015. Oh, sorry, 2021. What is that? What is that? That was a hell of a game. The Warriors beating the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn. KD and Harden did not even play in the fourth quarter. MVP chance for Stephen Curry. I don't know that there's a better game. Right? I don't think you could have written it better. No. No, that game was the Warriors going into Cleveland after beating them for the first championship and just running them off by 35. And Steph, after the game, saying, it smells, still smells like champagne in here. That's what that game felt like tonight. That's yeah. what that game felt like. So we're going to get into it. But like to me, watching Steph in the post-game interview, I saw a dude who's like, uh, this isn't... This is nice, but we are coming for everyone. We heard oh, yeah. everything everyone said the last two years, and I've had enough of it. Yep. We, you know, year one, KD left. He broke his hand. It was a weird year. Then the pandemic. They spent last half of last year trying to figure out what the heck they were doing. Finally, Correct. they figured it at the end of the season. Didn't quite work out in terms of a playoff run. Hitting the ground running, twelve and two. I, I I don't even know where to go with it. Like, who's who's more impressive, Steph or Draymond tonight? Like, you can make a case oh, for either. An absolute. I'm gonna start with Steph. Um, okay, but we're gonna get to Draymond. But Steph, he's got that look where it's oh, I've heard everything you fucking said, and I'm gonna pour this on. I don't give off. I don't care. I the, am the, right every game. He's going out there and he's the saying, smirk. yeah, every game. He's saying, I heard what you said, Bruce Brown. I've heard what the fans are saying. I've heard what the analysts are saying. Even if it's not fair or unfair, he's saying, I'm going out there. And like you said, 12 and two, it's, that's, this is just the beginning, man. Like, that's exactly what he's saying. He's going to turn 34 years old in March, and he looked like he was in a time machine tonight. <laughs> I, got a, I got a text from a friend of the show whose name I will not disclose Uh-oh. saying 65 wins, question mark. And at first I was like, come on. And then I was like, dude, can't take that bet because it's not out of the realm of possibility. That's all I know. Like, they are, they look like the peak Warriors rolling teams. We can get into like the micro things that like we think might be a problem down the road. But I feel, look, man, I said they'd finish third in the West. You, you had them at fourth or fifth, a little lower. Yep. People were calling us homers for that. I was thinking, and honestly, I still feel pretty good about my pick. I was thinking the 50s. I don't think that sort of thing's out of the realm at this point. Like, I, like they, they need health and a lot of things go their way. But, like, I don't see any way in which they don't win a ton of games. I'm not talking about 50. I'm talking, like, 60 range. They, they didn't even shoot well tonight, Sam, outside of Steph Curry. Like, they didn't even shoot well. So nobody made a three in the first half outside of Andrew Wiggins and obviously Steph. Like, they had their you, entire... No one, no, one made a, no one made a three outside of Steph. Yes. 
Like, they didn't even shoot. And we came into the season thinking that this team would be the best shooting team in the league. They had nothing but shooters all the way up and down the roster. And tonight they come out there and they're breaking everything. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because Steph is that good offensively. Uh, he came out and he dealt one of those things where we don't we haven't seen enough in the last year plus is he came out here and he just said, I'm I'm just running this to your throat. I mean, I, I don't care. I'm chucking them. They're going in and I'm going to put on an absolute show. MVP chance in Brooklyn. Do you see that MVP chance? I, I only know one other player in my lifetime. Actually, two. I take it back. Two, only two players Who? in my lifetime got MVP chance on the road with this type of consistency. Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Those uh-huh. are the only two I yep. can think of yep. who, like, when they went to yep. town, if, if they were, you know, if they were putting on a show, they got the MVP chance. So I'm, I'm going to throw that out there. And that that's kind of who Steph is for this generation, in my opinion. It's like he – I I don't care if you think other players are better than him. They Those right. other players don't get kids' imaginations going the way Steph does. <laughs> not a better showman. I mean, just not a better showman in the league where – pulling up from 30 but the way he's doing it there's no grifting in his game there's no dribble 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 he plays he's cutting he's pat like he's doing everything where it's like nothing's hard to watch about Steph Curry and then he and then he goes 37 that last three that he makes um after the whistle where everybody's that was crazy to me everybody's rooting for him to shoot a 35 foot three with the Warriors up 30 and he makes it after the (laughs) whistle he makes it after the whistle and that and and then yeah, yeah. The smile is the smile is also the best because, like, you know, if you're the opposing team, you want to hit him in the face so bad. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my uh, god! Bruce Brown wanted to take his knees out at least six times that game. I mean, just that's the thing. Pre-game, you hear the stuff, and then you go out and put on that type of show, like you're saying, MJ Kobe, with the type of love that he gets around the around any all the arenas. But that's also the type of killer instinct that I think people. They always think Steph doesn't have that type of killer in him because he just doesn't look like that type of guy. He doesn't do that type of stuff. He doesn't say that type of stuff. Because he doesn't respond to everything. Because yeah. he doesn't like he doesn't get all caught up in whatever that's <laughs> to say. But like you're right. So um I let, let's let's get into the game before we get off okay. the, the call a yeah, bit. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. I thought uh obviously Steph was the story of tonight, but I think the secondary story is the Warriors defense was phenomenal. Oh. I thought Brooklyn got out to a great jump on them, but a sign of a good defense is adjusting to it pretty quickly. Uh, by the third quarter, KD had no airspace. And I don't want to say they exposed Brooklyn, but they kind of they kind of exposed Brooklyn for what they are, which is just one-on-one talent. And if you put KD on an island, I mean, he's the best one-on-one player of the league. He might be the best one-on-one player of all time. But one man's not beating a team if that's all they have going for them. And and that's right. really like – that's Warrior basketball in a nutshell to me where yep. it's like that's why they've been having the big third quarters, in my opinion, all year. It's high IQ. They adjust to teams as they go along. The defense was phenomenal. Let's go down the list. It starts at the top with Draymond Green. Um, he's been defensive player of the year so far, just like how Steph has been MVP. But did you see the type of war? I thought this game that he would play off ball – and primarily trace around everybody else but KD and Harden. I don't mind that because you want him protecting the rim and making the right plays. But for a vast majority of that quarter, Draymond Green was contesting KD shots. And KD's next game, KD against the Warriors, probably going to go for 35. But this is one of those games where you want him taking those pull-up mid-range shots instead of getting the hole. And Draymond just cut that stuff out. And with James Harden, Gary Payton, and and Sam, let's, let's talk about it. Kevon Looney. Did a great job on him. Kevon Looney might be James Harden kryptonite at this point. It's been five years, <laughs> five years running with those guys where it's when they play that type of boxing, uh, triangle and two and boxing one defense. And that's the stuff where you see the difference between those type of superstars, KD and Harden versus Steph. The moment those guys, the ball leaves those guys' hands, they're standing out there in the corner or at the top of the key. And that's it. And all of a sudden we're watching DeAndre Bembry miss layup after layup after three, right? And the Warriors just put on a show in the Shout third quarter. Shout out to Sharp. Let's not forget Steph didn't play half of that third quarter. That's how great this defense was. Yeah. I mean, Steph put on the show, but the defense is, as usual, the defense was the consistent strain to why they were good. No player on the Warriors played over 30 minutes tonight. I thought Wiggins came alive. Uh, Wiggins has been playing pretty well since that Minnesota game. Uh, hit that three at the end of the first half, but he was starting to come alive before that. And in the third quarter, 
He really started to get aggressive. Honestly, if Andrew Wiggins plays with this kind of aggression, you will never hear me put him in a trade proposal. You never hear me <laughs> criticize him. You never hear any of it. This is literally what I want to see. It's not about the numbers with him. It's about playing with force and aggression. Crossover behind the back, blow by dunk against Blake Griffin. And I just looked at it. I said, this, this dude is acting so different tonight. I don't know what, I don't know what it was. It's not like Blake's a great defender, but that's the type of aggression where you're just like, holy shit. But that, that's a play that like Wiggins of, you know, 70% of his career. It's like, yeah, I could blow by you, but what if I just jab step and fade away? You know, that's like, that's the difference. The difference between this Wiggins is like, I can take you. I'm going to take you. And, you know, I'm getting to the rim and you're either going to put me on the free throw line or I'm getting two points. And the Wiggins who, you know, it's kind of been a disappointment for most of his career where it's like, I can take you, but I kind of want to just take the fade away. So, yeah. Yeah. so, and, and so he, he, oh yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, sometimes it's that simple. Sometimes it's just like, if you have the advantage, take the advantage. That's, that's literally all I want from him. Huge threes, hit one over KD at the half, hit a few big ones top of the wing. His threes coming along uh, after a slow start to the season. So, and then defensively, He's not defensive player of the year. He's not Andre Vidala, but he's good. He's good. He's going to understand the assignment. He's like, he's kind of like Clay Thompson in like an ISO situations. He's going to do a great job. He's got great fundamentals. He's always going to contest, right? Like he's not really, he's not ever going to make the bad plays defensively. And I think that's another thing where you look at the Warriors as a team versus Brooklyn. Brooklyn has a bunch of guys on the buyout market and a bunch of vets that, yeah, they're cool. They're big names, Patty Mills, LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, but they don't play defense the way that the Warriors do. Right. Like that's the stuff. That's the difference between the continuity that the Warriors have versus Brooklyn. And it shows in this type of game. And it's going to show throughout the season when you say 60 plus wins, too. That stuff is going to show because they're going to do this night in, night out. Again, like they didn't make any shots tonight, Sam. That's the crazy part. They didn't make shots and they won by 30. It's in. Yeah. 13, 13 for 40 from three. And that includes not Steph going nine for 14. So the rest of the roster went four for 26. Oh my God. I mean, that's, it's just, it's gross. Even if we take the garbage time stats out of it, we'll call it four for 20. That's not any better. You know, I mean, it's like they weren't shooting the ball. Well, a uh, couple other players I want to call out that we haven't talked about. Like obviously Draymond was the star. Steph was a star. Wiggins was the number three man tonight. Jordan Poole, third quarter, was phenomenal getting downhill. I think that's my favorite type of Jordan Poole. I think too often he tries to do a Steph Clay impression where he's coming off of screens and heat checking. And I I still think he's that guy. I think he's the guy who needs to get the ball and get into the lane. He's got to play. And maybe it's hard with the Warriors because the Warriors want to move the ball so much and he wants the ball in his hands. But, like, he's best when he's going downhill. He did have an incredible third. Um, I, I'm getting a little bit more frustrated with the type of shots that he, he's putting up, but I think you've got to live with some of that. He's struggling from right. three, and I think he's not, his shot is too pure to shoot that badly from three, so here's hoping that he's going to be better from that perspective. But him getting to the hole, that first step. CJ McCollum, who's the who's we keep comping him to, doesn't have that first step. That first step is crazy. Like, I think yeah. of, and, and Sam, I'm just, I'm, I'm not saying he's this person. But Austin Rivers has an incredible first step. And I just, Jordan Poole has a first step where I think like, don't even bother about shooting the three unless it's a set shot three. Just get to the hole. Because nobody's stopping him get to the hole, especially if he switched on to guys like Aldridge and Blake. That's a bucket every single time. And yeah, he was phenomenal in third when they when they pulled. Yeah, drive and kick. And, um, and, and if you're not driving and kicking, your feet are set, shoot it. Pretty simple. I think he's getting there. But um, it, it's noticeable. His third quarter was wildly impressive. And that's like my favorite type of Jordan Poole when he's playing that decisive. The last player I want to single out today. I know what it is. I know what it is. And and, and no, it's not Otto Porter with the nice block at the rim. Although Otto played a nice little game there. Jonathan. (laughs) Is he 19 years old? (laughs) Jonathan Kuminga. He's so more advanced at this stage than I thought he would be. Um, I don't even know advanced at that, that right stage, but it's like, this is a big game. He's going against two of the, handful of best wing size guys in the league and definitely the best one like KD's the best wing in the NBA uh and he turned up he had an excellent game six rebounds seven points three for six from the field 19 points I don't think those numbers do credit he had an amazing block on Harden at the rim um just he's looking more and more like a player to me you know what the you know what I 
am trying to understand about Kaminga. How come he doesn't make mistakes? <laughs> He's a 19-year-old kid playing against probably the best team in the Eastern Conference, and he doesn't make mistakes. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like I, he's the type of player that you you said in the preseason pod that he's going to show more feel for the game than we than anyone thinks, and we're seeing it. He seems to be he seems to be in the right place defensively. He also doesn't do dumb stuff on offense where he's too aggressive. Like he knows what he is defensively and what he's not, and he's not going to try to do more. And it's kind of a refreshing change of pace because you don't expect that from a kid especially from a kid that athletic that's always been able to do whatever he wants. So and this is and this is where we got to get credit to the coaching staff because last year, I don't know if this happens, but this year they got a young talented player with the combination of physical tools and feel. Skill is not all the way there and by that I mean like, you know, his jump shots are work in progress, right? Yeah, we're not talking about that tonight. But, 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 but what I think is interesting is they've got him rolling in like simplified role you, you know, you defend your ass off, you switch everything and you make the simple play on offense. If you got a shot, you take it. If you don't pass it and cut. And I I don't know why he can't get more minutes because like, quite frankly, he's, he can defend. That's the thing. That's, that's the thing that really stands out to me. It's like at some point he's going to have a game where, you know, he can't shoot the ball, but if he can defend, it's fine he's he's going to be able to hang at this level. And I think the sky's the limit with him. I think what's exciting is they've actually been able to do what they said they wanted to do, which was win now and develop now, which is get Kuminga in a smaller oh. role where he's helping the team as a role player now. But you know, like long-term, the hope is he can be kind of a frontline guy for this team. Um, and last year, that looked like a uh, pie-in-the-sky fantasy. This This year, they look like the Spurs, man. This is like, I mean, Kerr, Kerr said like Kawhi, and I was like, Steve, stop, you know? But it's like, it looks more like that or Jalen Brown or one of these situations where you get a young guy into a good team and he has a smaller role, but you know, in like a couple of years, he's going to have a bigger role. I, I tell you right now, I, Joe Lacob is doing unspeakable things in front of the mirror right now. <laughs> I, t- I tell you right now, Joe Lacob is having the time of his life. Because he called this, he asked for this, and look, it's 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 fourteen games in the season, but they are they are exactly what he envisioned. And John Kaminga, credit to him, they put him in the right situation. But he's also willing. He's like a dirty work type of player right now. That's that's who he is. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do that if I was nineteen years old as a, as a seventh overall pick with that type of athleticism. I'd be like, screw you. I could play on the Rockets right now, average eighteen points. Like, why would I want to do this? But. That's the type of mindset that you want to be, that you want from a guy like that. And, and like, you know, if he fixes that shot, the sky's the limit. But great stuff from Kaminga. The fact that he can stay on the floor against KD and Harden, I thought he would have a miserable time tonight, to be honest with you. And no, no shot at him. That's just what happens against young guys. Stayed on the floor tonight, even played well. I just, it's, it's crazy to think about the fact that they can have him in a rotation. And he's he's the perfect fit because he's a he's a multi-positional wing. This team was built on just putting versatility around Steph Curry. And like Steph's the most versatile offensive player, but like literally all the success this team has had has been like, let's surround Steph with as many six, seven guys who can do everything as possible. And Kaminga looks like another one of those guys. And he looks like a guy whose upside is through the roof. And we knew he had upside through the roof, but like it's very encouraging that he can find a role, even if it's as a role player right now in year one, because that the the fear was he was going to be a guy who couldn't get on the floor for two years. And that doesn't look to be the case. He can at least get on the floor. He can get on the floor. It reminds me of a, it really does remind me of Jalen Green or sorry, Jalen Brown. Remember Jalen Brown year one. You're like, I don't know how good he is. You called it. I don't know how good he is, but he can, he can do some things, you know? I, I, I tell you what, like Moses Moody and JTA couldn't have played the way that Kaminga played tonight. And Moses Moody and JTA, we thought were better options for the rotation coming into the season. I'll tell you right right now, like Kaminga is making flash plays. That block against Harden with his left hand, that's the type of stuff where you think he's a small ball five. He could be an elite defender for a very long time. Uh, that's the stuff we saw from Draymond Green uh, coming in. And so, whew, oh. Bring back Smile Geach. All right, we're going to open this up to... Hey, relax. <laughs> relax. We'll open Let's this up to some Let's get the goons on.
Golden State Warriors basketball is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all the awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their NBA tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will actually give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I actually did that for the San Francisco Giants game against the LA Dodgers game one, compared it to another site that I usually use. TickPick was actually cheaper. Uh, so there you go. But make sure you go to TickPick uh, for all your Warriors tickets games this season. Visit TickPick.com today to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors tickets. Again, it's TickPick.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Sergio, what's up, bro? So, uh, rumor has it KD is crying calling Kyrie from the party right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but on a real note, the NBA is in a great place right now with the role changes and whatnot. And uh, my question for you guys is, once Clay is like, integrated and healthy and whatnot, is there any reason to not start and close games with Steph, Poole, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond? I mean, I feel like Poole deserves a long leash at this point. The guy was 0 for 7 from 3, still managed to hit his other six shots and put up a smart 17 points. I don't know. What do you guys think? Ooh, that's interesting, Sergio. I would like to see Steve give it some shots, but, like, it's not happening. It's it's, it's not it's, happening. So Steve's always going to default to defense. He just is. And I, that means – Guys like Iguodala are going to get shots over Jordan Poole. He just he's going to go with uh, he's going to go with size around stuff. Well, I mean, how how good is Wiggins playing? If Wiggins is playing some semblance of what he did tonight, Iguodala. No, he mentioned he mentioned Wiggins. No, but as, but, like, it, but I'm saying like because sometimes Wiggins, I would say you can almost sit him if he's not playing well, like he did the first five games of the season. But Wiggins has been phenomenal. Sure. You're closing with that guy offensively and defensively, and and I mean, Sam, I'd rather have Iguodala out there. I mean, he's going to make the right play. He's going to get the ball in Steph's hands. Um, I, know, I know. I know. Forever, forever, uh, forever warrior. Andy Lee is going to want, <laughs> going to want, he's going to be like, where's Cody Ross? Get him up. No. <laughs> give me a, uh, give me hundred pence back. Give me hundred pence back. Yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. got a little magic in him. Got a little magic. I would, I would like that the Charlotte game kind of annoyed me because I was like, Steve, just experiment a little bit, though. We don't need, like, Iguodala and Looney and Draymond for a November game against the Hornets, you know? But, like, the reality is that's how he's going to ride with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would love to see Poole get a, a shot at that, but I, I I don't feel too confident it's happening. Yeah. Hey, look, they don't, they don't need – they don't – the goal is not to develop Poole into a closer this season, right? The the, the goal, I mean, it'd be nice. Unless, unless he, unless he forces unless he, it, he might, he right. might just, he might just, uh, it, it might come down to him just nuking everyone from deep and being like, Steve, 
You don't have a choice. The hot streak's got to come. Yeah, the hot yeah, streak's yeah. got to come. But, but hey, like, for everything we're hearing about Clay, he looks great. He started five on five, uh, it looks like, uh, today in practice. So that's uh, the easiest fucking fit of all time is putting Clay Thompson in this, in this rotation. I mean, come on. It's going to be like right. riding a bike for these guys. Do you want a guy who shoots the lights out, plays off ball as well as anyone can guard multiple <laughs> positions? Like it's easy, easiest fit on of all time. But it is interesting. It is interesting, oh, like because we know the three who are going to always be closing. Like, will Steve get creative, or will Steve ride with you know Wiggins and Iguodala? And I kind of think it's probably going to be the latter. <laughs> yeah, he's doing he doing Wiggs and Iggy. All right, keep it moving. Oh, early McWalter. All right, yo, what up, everyone? Got a good day. Gotta get the pastor on to bring the energy up before we get to yeah, the rest absolutely, of the game. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm so stoked about this game. I mean, after the disappointment of last game, you know, whatever, flush it. But to come in here and lay the smack down and own the Nets arena. I mean, our guy Mika's is sitting there in the crowd. I'm sure some others that we know are in the crowd. And it was just wonderful to hear it. People they, they were getting up on every step shot. It's like he played for them or something. It was absolutely complete ownage. And it was great. And, and you know what? It's another thing that the Warriors are looking this good. I mean, we kind of have this feel like the Spurs that are just going to be like an easy upper 50s, 60 wins. Who would have thought 60 wins? That's insane. And it, it really looks like it could happen. And we get Kaminga on top of this, who's looking not like the person that everyone wanted to project on him, but looking like a really good player and something that we should all be excited about. And that's all I got, guys. But hey, you know, thanks for having me on. You guys rock. And hey, man, we appreciate you, McWalter. Keep out the rest. Appreciate you, McWalter. Always brings the energy, takes everyone to the next level. Let's keep moving. Will, what's up, my man? We didn't get drinks on Friday. We just we just dapped it up. But you know, I owe you a beer. What you got for me, dude? I can't wait for that next one. Uh, <laughs> who let pornography run on TNT tonight? That was a thing of beauty. My goodness. I want to start this off with a stat, fellas. This is from Stat Muse. Steph Curry is leading the NBA in plus minus right now. The gap between Steph and second place is bigger than the gap between second and 27th place. It is insane what this guy is doing tonight in this whole year. Curry, I mean, you guys nailed it at the beginning. This guy was locked in at like a Jordan Kobe level. It was soulless. He came here with a job to do, and he came out with a W against Brooklyn. That performance from Draymond Green tonight, that may have been – I'd have to really go back and see some of his defensive performances, but he held KD to 6 of 19 from the floor, who, in my opinion, is the toughest player to guard in the history of basketball. I mean, that is phenomenal stuff from Draymond. Um, uh, I want to ask you guys, is that the best you've ever seen Draymond play defensively? And then the last question I got for you guys is Kaminga. I'm excited about this kid. He's giving us something at 19 that, you know, nobody was expecting. What is a player comp to Kaminga now that you've seen him and are now a little bit excited about him? Oh. Fellas, one game, let's keep it rolling. Go Dubs, baby. Will, Will, love you for calling in. Um, What was Will's first question? Um, I'll handle that one. Is that the best that we've seen Draymond play? Look, in a game like this, the way that they came out in the first quarter, I thought the first quarter was NBA Finals quality, and I thought they were playing as hard. Like, these two teams were not fucking around, Sam. They came out and they said, this is a playoff game. This wasn't a November 16th game. No, it was not. This was, like, whoever lost the game was going to be like, it's just November. But they they were both (laughs) coming out with, like, I, I, I want to let you know that we're the better team. Yep. And that's and and the thing that you've always seen with the Warriors that Draymond's been great at is they grind you down. It's cool. You won the first quarter, great. Maybe you have a lead going into the second quarter, awesome. But you're not lasting four quarters against Draymond on defense, against Steph on offense. You're not. I think I think my favorite thing about Draymond is, and I'll always think about this. Um, remember the game in OKC, you know, the infamous Steph game winner. The I'm not yeah. a robot game, yeah. by the way. Um. Yeah. To me, that's peak Draymond because he tried to fight Steve Kerr at halftime. He, Classic. He was like, it was a combustible situation. And then the second half started and he didn't care. Like there are very few people I can think about who can put what happened 
behind them immediately and just lock in. And like Draymond is probably better than anyone in the world at that. Like, yeah, you, Steph, but, but right? I mean, like yeah, you, you, and, you and me, if, yeah. if I get into like a combustible situation with you where I like, you know, like I tell you, like I hate <laughs> you and that sort of stuff, like it's going to take right, right, right. me like a little bit of time to like be a normal human again. Draymond can do that and then just snap to the next play which is why he's like one of the greatest playoff players of all time. He doesn't let like the previous possession bother him. So to, also means he's a psychopath, by the way, emotionally. It does. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it, you have to have insane control to do that, man. Um, but what I was going to say is to Will's question, I don't know if Draymond's playing better than he ever has, but he's playing as well as he ever has. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like, like I don't think there's 100%. any difference between this and like 2016 with Draymond. Uh, Part of it's offensive, right? And he was he was very good offensively all season. He went to the rim a couple of times for layups. He even made a three backpack tray. I get like 15 yeah. texts every time he shoots a three. Everybody with backpack emojis. Yes, I, I fucking get it. All right. He has a backpack on when he shoots a three. Great. Um, but he made one. He's always yelling. He's always shouting. And I think those are the things that, look, there's nothing better than Steph making a shot. It brings the energy up. But it's something different when Draymond makes a three. <laughs> like it's like a um, it's like a pitcher that goes up to bat and hits an RBI right. single. It's just it's something like like with, it's demoralizing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's I demoralizing. Don't. You you you. That's know, actually like, that's actually a perfect <laughs> analogy when the when the pitcher like you're you're like all right, two runners on, pitchers up, let's get out of the inning, and the pitcher fucking hits one, like <laughs> doinks one past the second baseman. You're like, oh come on, that was the easy out, man. What do we do? There's nothing worse. It's nothing yeah. worse. Like we know, we know Belt's gonna hit a homer or whatever the, the Giants did last season. But when Gosman hits a sack fly to win a game, it hurts something different, and the energy's way higher. So, jeez. Uh, the second question is about Kaminga and. Ka- you like Shout out my guy Urias with the with the with the key hit in game four. <laughs> anyway, right, whatever. Fuck you. Um <laughs> Kaminga comparison. You take that one. Kaminga comparison. Uh, dude, sky high with Kaminga. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say, but like I love the fact that he's multi-positional wing at this point. Like, is he Jalen Brown? Is he Pascal Siakam? Is he Kawhi Leonard? Like, I don't know. He's got a little bit of all of them. That's the thing, man. It's like a there's nothing more exciting than like a wing who can do a little bit of everything. Cause you feel like there's no limit on their, their skill set, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll say Siakam probably just cause I think the shot would take longer, but let's keep it moving. I mean, the, 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 yeah, uh, Siakam, 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 si- yeah, because, cause then you're not like imagining a scenario where he turns into a knockdown shooter, which seems unrealistic. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. Ooh, he has his arms in his face. Ryan. Hey, what's up guys? What's up, man? We're like a, we're like a uh, club right now. People are in line waiting to get in for bottles, you know? People got on the guest list, stuff like that. What's up, Ryan? Ryan, um, Ryan coming not, through not, with a pure not. Persian style, just all black Rolex. It's just ready to go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, I, got, I got Gucci Cologne on too. Oh now. My God. <laughs> What's up, man? Okay, uh, nine and one was the Andy Lou game. This was clearly the Dieter game, in my opinion, first of all. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, there's three things I want to hit on. A, Draymond held Kevin Durant in the third quarter to 0 for 8, 0 for 4 on threes, minus 17, and three turnovers, I believe. Draymond really put his imprint on that third quarter and just showed that he's worth more than the box score. Uh, Kavon Looney, man, he had uh, James Harden back in Houston seeing flashbacks. That was fantastic third quarter defense by him. And then third... I think Kaminga could get legit rotation minutes on a playoff team. Like you're going to be seeing like, wait, Kaminga's playing playoff minutes. It's just, it seems like he has that controlled chaos thing down that this team loves. And I'm really high on this team. We are adding back clay, which is just going to improve the spacing. And hopefully Wiseman could just provide a, a rim running threat for like six to 12 minutes. And that's all I got. I'm really excited. Appreciate it, Ryan. Yeah, man. Good call. Let's keep moving. Maxwell, what's up, man? Um, I had two questions. First one is, if all things considered, do you think Steph is not the best player ever, but the most impressive player ever? You know, because you've heard for so many years, oh, AI is the pound-for-pound goat. I think we clearly know that Steph now. So do you think he's the most impressive player ever? And 
Secondly, do you think this is Kerr's finest coaching job up until this point? <laughs> Ooh, Maxwell, great question. Um, I mean, Steph has a case for anyone because, like, anyone you think is better than Steph Curry is physically more impressive. Like, it, it's like six, six, six wings. Six, like, yep. it's like, oh, 100%. LeBron's better than this. Yep. Oh, I should fucking hope so. Like, you see how it looks, you know, like <laughs> that sort of thing. Like, it's like you're you're talking about giants, man. That sort of thing. So yeah. it's like I, so, I've never heard anyone be like, uh, you know, uh, Isaiah Thomas is better than Steph. Seriously, you know, like guys were like smaller than him, right? So, yeah, I mean, six three point guard shooting from thirty five feet and MVP three titles and a dynasty. Like, there's impressive, most skilled. I think most skilled is a good way to call Steph Curry. He's the most skilled player of all time. He has maximized the skills, the the, the size the talent that he has to, I think it's breaking point. If you want to put, if you want to think of a person with Steph's size, there's, you can't get any better than what Steph is. Like what else is he supposed to do out there? Protect the rim? Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Steph and CJ McCollum are the same size. (laughs) CJ McCollum is one of the most skilled players in the NBA. Like, I think he's phenomenal. And like Andy's laugh says it all. Like CJ is a really good player. And Steph is, you know, one of the greatest of all times. Like that's, it's just insane. It's insane what you, what he can do given his physical limitations. Yep. Yep. I forgot the second question. So. I did, I did too. I did too. Or it's, it's too much of a Steph wax product type of night. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep it moving. Cause uh, the, the VIP line's running, but apologize, Maxwell. It, it is running. This is, this is a one question kind of night for college. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Steve's coaching. Steve's coaching. Somebody said, is this his best coaching job? I mean, it's up there with 15 for me. I feels like 2015 to me where it's like any, any critique you have of him. And it's like, you know, we, we could be honest. Like I didn't like the way he closed the Charlotte game, but like, in the aggregate, you're like, what are we really complaining about? Like, it's minor in the scheme of everything. Right, right, right. Uh, the best coaching job was 14-15. They won a freaking championship. He broke the NBA with his system offensively and defensively. So that's the best. We'll see what happens this season. It's it's trending on that level, though. All right, Novo, what hey, you got, man? Great game here tonight. Um, love the energy. Love all the players. Not to be a downer here, but I know uh, Nets were missing uh, Joe Harris that could have changed the game, you know, quite a bit because they were their offense was so cramped today. It would have provided some spacing. I got a question for you guys. That's a change of pace. I think the Warriors' uh, kryptonite this season is the switching defenses. We kind of saw that in the Hornets game earlier this game, and even the Memphis loss, right? So, what do you guys think? How do we uh, beat the, those switching defense? Oh, hey, fair. It's a fair question. Um, so, so I would agree that the Warriors' biggest issue is if you have a team that doesn't have to double Steph. Like, if you don't have to double Steph, then Steph's not creating the advantage that the team thrives off of. So the question – so one, Clay helps because (laughs) Clay will kill you. Um, The other is, like, I don't know. Jordan Poole or Andrew Wiggins taking a step as a shot creator is that other thing because end of the day, Steph's going to – Steph's still going to commit more bodies than any player in the NBA. So it's about who can take advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I think uh, it's Clay coming back and how he fits. And I think mostly it's Jordan Poole. I think Andrew Wiggins, hey, shit. I mean, maybe he parlays these three games into the next 50 and he's this consistently great. That would be awesome. But I think Jordan Poole, it's about him. Can he handle those bench minutes? Can he also start the game and play more under control? I think Steve's right about this. I think he's getting a little bit more annoyed with the turnovers and the bad shots, but can he play more under control? Cause when he does, he really is a very, very good shot maker at the rim. Um, and I think even Steph this year with as great of a season as he had, he's been pretty mediocre at the rim. Part of that is just going to be regression, but I think Jordan Poole could be a very good scorer at the rim. They need that. Um, they need because we saw that against Charlotte and Memphis. Some games, Steph is not going to make all those shots. That's no no player in history is going to make all those shots. So don't need don't need an outlet like that. So hopefully that's someone. I think it's I think it's a little bit relying on Jordan. Asher, that's what's up, man? We can hear you. Nice picture. <laughs> <laughs> she stole my uh, Jordan Poole picture last time, so I just steal hers. Nice. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, I just want to shout out Lightyear's Radio, but I also want to shout out the radio itself because I was driving home and it was awesome to listen to it on the radio. Um, got yeah. a good question for you guys. Um, 
So Kaminga came in for like 6.8 seconds and really earned the other minutes he got. And that just seems like this year versus last year, guys really have to earn their minutes in the game instead of, you know, Wiseman just getting the starter minutes right from the get-go. I wonder what you guys think of that change in the development process and how it's led to like Gary Payton going crazy and like other guys that I didn't expect to do anything this year to play like super well. I like that. That's a great point. Um, I do wonder what would have happened if Wiseman had to earn minutes like last year. Like, does this happen if he is maybe not playing as often and he only gets on the court when he really wants to earn it? I I think it's beneficial for the team to play this way, but like, it is an interesting question. Yeah. I mean, also part of last season was they had to do it out of necessity. I mean, JTA was closing games at the end of the season, but at the beginning of the season, they had no idea if he could or not. We barely even knew who JTA was. And so part of that was roster construction. I mean, what are you really supposed to do? We knew Steve hated the roster last season. He pretty much said it from the first freaking practice, right? So um, this season, now they're so deep that JTA can't get on the floor. It's not like he's a bad basketball player. He can't even play out there. No, he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's part of what it is. And I don't know. Have you ever seen Steve this freaking happy? I mean, this is... <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while. I mean, geez. All right, let's keep moving. Nana, what's up? Hey. What's up? How's it going? What you got for us? Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. How y'all been? Yeah, just, just chugging along. Having a you good know, time. 12 and 2, living the dream. <laughs> yeah, living the dream. I don't even know where to start. Andrew Wiggins playing well, your boy. I mean, we could start there. Oh, my God. You know, I've been his biggest critic, too. He's playing so well. He seems so engaged and aggressive. And you can just tell his three start falling after he just gets engaged. He gets a few layups in. Guy, my guy Jordan Poole needs to calm down shot selection now. He's a little bit much of Steph Curry discipline. Mm-hmm. We joked about it a lot, and then he turned into Steph Curry without the Steph Curry ability to shoot. <laughs> and then, and then we got like this. If, let's just talk about our defense. So, like, I don't know that's the part of our game we don't address, yep. but like the third quarter when that defense locked in, like KD really choked in that second half. Three points, like what was he like one for nine? Three, no, zero oh for eight. Three points, free throws. I mean, come right. on. Like, Draymond, respect to that man, bro. Like, he's just, oh. Like, I know he doesn't get credit because it's not that pretty, but, oh, like, it doesn't look pretty. The staff don't show up. But what he did in that third quarter, like, what he did to KD. And, it was art. It's not what he yep. was doing. It's hot. Y'all seeing the way he was directing people on defense? I was watching this man. He was literally telling them where to step every five seconds, and it was affecting everybody's shot. So we all are, like, a complete defensive team in that third quarter. And... That was just amazing to see. And then the spacing of this team just like we're only getting better. Like like you said, we're so deep and we haven't even played our roster. Having like GP getting all these quality minutes, just energy, oh. you know? Oh, amazing. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And also Kaminga, I'm glad he's getting some reps because he's holding his own. He's earn, earning these minutes. And the more he keeps doing this, the more minutes he's gonna get. We gotta stop these post-ups on Kaminga, though. That's a little too soon. We wild him with that. Yeah. Yeah, we saw that with Wiseman last year. We might want to cut those out, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, we out of pocket. Like, Steve Curry, you give him an inch, he takes a mile. <laughs> <laughs> like, sir, like, we're not doing this whole stuff. And also, Belly need to stop putting the ball on the ground. Like, it's yeah. over. Like, I mean, somebody's got to talk to him, bro. Shoot the wide open shot. I don't know why you're so scared. You're shooting, like, 50%. I don't know what your problem is. Stop putting the ball on the ground. But... <laughs> we haven't even played our best. That's why this is so amazing. That's I agree. Yeah, we haven't I even agree. played our best. Like we out here throwing turnovers, fouling. Like we have got our best player with four fouls with seven minutes left in the third quarter. Like this is not considered playing your best. This is considered playing really well, and we can only get better without even Clay returning. I'm not talking about Clay and Wiseman returning. I'm talking about this core itself can get better and like play less um, intense. I mean, more intense and like less turnovers and focus early. Cause I think it's like the fifth game in a row. We gave up 30 plus points in the first quarter. Like if we just start the game, like competent team, I mean, we don't have to always be fighting back and relying on this big third. <laughs> like it was right. amazing. Usually we end the game in the third quarter, but we use in our case, we start playing in the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it's a great point on that. I, I, I think the warriors come out and, it, it's they're, they're, it, they have, they do run a marathon though. I think part of it is they see this with James Harden too. Whatever James Harden's doing, he's dribble, 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 eighty freaking dribble combos of possession, and you just know what's going to happen in the third. The dude's exhausted because he's eight hundred pounds. Like we see this every <laughs> single season. It's unreal, and he did it tonight. Mm, Draymond looked like prime Draymond. Like let's just really like, bring it back. 
the time, like even the backpack three pointer came out today. Like it was just like Draymond just like I don't even know how to like compliment him today, but as somebody who's been hating on Draymond for a bit, but he's he's he <laughs> like he's not like shying away from an open layup. If he sees the open layup, he's taking it. And he's not like he really is. He's not like and he's also has given Steph how to how to say it's a better shot. Like Steph, like he would get the ball back from Steph and redirect him to a better shot. Like Honestly, if Steph just hits his wide open shots, I think he could be averaging 40 points a game. Like, Steph I is really holding himself back. In this like, Steph is not missing shots. He's just missing wide open shots, not missing the contested shots. And oh. Steph's ability to find mismatches. Like, I don't know how he was always ending up with Blake Griffin on him or somebody. Like, it was just out of pocket last night. And then, I, I mean, tonight, I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, how did he get mismatches to come towards him? And yep. I don't know. This team just... I mean, it's amazing just to see how this team is going. Yeah, and I agree. Our favorite um, home court game this this year had to be in Brooklyn. That was one home court. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be a little added for added for insult there. Now yeah, we appreciate you. That that was uh, thanks, Adam, for jumping on. I that crowd was ridiculous. I, look, I, I get, I get why KD wanted to go to Brooklyn. He wanted his own team. He wanted to play with his friends. I think he knew that they wouldn't be the biggest market. But to have the Warriors come in and Steph MVP, come in, MVP. By the uh, way, we yeah. have we have someone calling from the arena right now. We have to get oh. to we have to get to Mike Mikas here. Let's go. Mikas. Oh, Mikas, you were at the game. Ah. Calling, doing, calling from a calling from a bar in Brooklyn. What's up, my man? Call it from I'll a taxi. Call it from a taxi to get to a Manhattan uh, bar. Actually, just for hell production. yeah! Oh wow! Hell um, yeah! Do you yeah, still take taxis? Wow, I didn't know that was still a thing. We're in a taxi because the train was an eight. It was eighteen minutes away. The Uber was twenty minutes. We're taking a taxi. You know, it is uh, what it is. Hell yeah! Uh, you know, uh, it was fun watching a home game for the Warriors in Brooklyn. I really enjoyed that. The crowd was so loud. Watching Steph Curry play, Kevin Durant, and Jabba the Hutt. Uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit. <laughs> um, uh, I got to say, watching him live, there's never been a better basketball player to, like, shoot a basketball than Steph Curry. I mean, we knew this. We knew this going into the game, obviously. Um, But, I mean, my lord, every time he shot the ball, you could hear the whole crowd take, like, a one-second bated breath, like, inhale. You could hear them all get nervous, and then the, the ball would splash to the hoop, and everybody would just let out a sigh. That was the the gentrified Nets fans all wearing their Brooklyn jerseys, and then the good fans, the good the good people in the arena, the honest hoop fans wearing their Warriors jerseys, let out exclamations, cheers, grateful energy, watching the best player in basketball hit shots. I mean, it was it was truly unbelievable. Migas, and Migas, yes. give us a. Uh, so so on TV, it seemed like there was a lot of Warrior fans there. Give me the uh, in arena feel. I would say percentage wise, I would say 55 45 Warriors. Oh, and I don't, I'm tempted to say 60 40, but 55 45 feels correct. You've been a modest, you've been a modest man, yeah, modest man right here. But uh, I mean, it was like every person I walked by was was wearing a 30 or an 11. There was a lot of clay jerseys, there was a lot of that's right. Oh man, that, that that's gonna be excited. Clay's return is gonna be emotional. I'm trying to I'm trying to fly out to San Fran and see a fucking. I'm trying to see Clay in in Chase Center. Bro, you guys bro, are gonna have to take me Andy, up to the bar when I get there. Relax with the San Fran. Andy, Andy's about to tell you never never refer to San Re- Fran. Relax <laughs> with the San Fran. But 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 Fris- Frisco's acceptable. Frisco's acceptable. Okay, well, I apologize, <laughs> but uh, I, hey, I got you on a double shot of Jameson when you're back. You right? better okay. have me on a double uh, shot of Jameson because uh, you know <laughs> New York they're charging they're charging nineteen dollars <laughs> for they're charging thirty eight dollars for a double of vodka soda here. I mean, we we got to get out oh, of this fucking. Disgusting. Oh, wait, what are, you, what are you talking about? That's SF. I mean, that's the same thing. No, I, I guess we're uh, the two most expensive cities in the world. But, hey, shout out to Warriors Nation. <laughs> shout out to our boys. They fucking killed it tonight. I told everybody Steph was going to drop 37. I tweeted it out before the night. I didn't put a ticket on it. And, of course, because I didn't put a ticket on it, he fucking didn't. I said he was going to have six threes and 37. <laughs> of course. I didn't do it tonight. He doesn't. But, I'm disgusted. Uh, <laughs> Mikas, we appreciate you. Enjoy your evening, I appreciate you guys. Uh, let's keep moving. Tyler, what's up, man? Hey, first time caller. I live out on the East Coast, so I don't get the yes, live sir. calls very often. Nice. Hey, so was this a real team, or are they going to move the goalpost again in the morning? 
<laughs> Tyler, appreciate, appreciate. <laughs> um, what well, depends. Stephen A is about Stephen A is about to hit first take tomorrow and give the same diatribe. This would be a 10 minute. It's like, and they're gonna get Clay Thompson back. And, and when they get him back, they're gonna win the title. So, but but we saw our friend, by the way, Tyler, I appreciate it, Skip Bayless hit the timeline, already pivoting to the steps. You know why, right? Yeah, I was going to say. And you know why he's pivoting. Because the clicks, clicks, clicks got to come through. LeBron's yesterday's news. (laughs) LeBron's done. I mean, the Lakers are an absolute joke. So he's saying, all right, who's it over? (laughs) Shit, I wish. I hope. Uh, But he's, you know, who's the next man up? It's Steph. It's Steph. (laughs) All right. Keep moving. Paratosh, what's up, my man? Hey, Sam and Andy. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's going yeah, on? I wanted to ask about Kuminga, of course. I'm trying to take a victory lap about him first. And then, uh, nice. so there was a, a report today that Steph wants to go win all. Win, win all. So uh, if there's a trade for Kuminga, are we going to explore that? Do you think we should or would we, tra- would we be trading away the next Kawhi Leonard if we do? That's all. Ooh. Okay, so Andy. By the way, Peritas, appreciate the question. I want to clarify this one, and we'll talk about this a lot on the pod. Steph wants to win. Steph does not care how they construct the roster. I don't think he's dying to have anyone traded. He is not. I also don't think he's dying to be part of a 15-year rebuild. So it's it's like it's a little more nuanced. Like people think, like, oh, they want to win now. He he clearly wants to do the LeBron thing and trade everyone. It's not that. It's um, it's a little more nuanced. So the more they win with this young group where this whole like big window looks possible, the more he's going to be on board for that, in my opinion. Steph is uh, – he is never going to go out of his way to say we should make this happen, make this trade. We should do this. He is never going to do that. Um, what Steph is going to say is he's going to say put the options in front of me and you let me know what you choose in the reasoning. He's just he's just a mature dude. Like he's not going to say we need to trade for Russell Westbrook because he's a great name when Buddy Heald's on the market. Like he's not going to do something like that. If Ben Simmons is on the market and the Warriors present him options, he's going to say, "All right, do we do this? Should we do this?" Like he's not going to say, "Oh, let's just make it just to make it." And he's also going to step out of the way of Bob Myers. Like he's going to let the guys do their jobs. That's what makes him one of the best leaders, really, of all time uh, in sports because he lets people do their jobs. Right? Like yeah, he's, not, he, he's he's more yeah. the type to be like Daryl Morey. That is uh, that is a ridiculous trade request, and we should walk away from that instead of just telling Bob like, "Get it done." I don't care, you know. Without th- yeah. without yeah, thinking yeah. about uh, you know that you know it might help you today, but in two months you might be pretty upset that you have zero bench, you know. Steph does look long term more than anybody that I've ever ever ever. Uh, seen from a star he does look he does look long term so i mean from a guy that's going to be 34 that looks like his prime is going to stretch for another three years sam yeah. six years pretty bright seven years six. yes yeah. never never aging no i agree with you um let's keep moving bernardo what's up man hello so just i'm so high on this team and on things that the brazilian law doesn't allow, doesn't allow me to be on but uh <laughs> I just don't know what to say. I, I really, like, as I can see, Draymond and Iguodala decided to clone themselves into Kaminga or something. Because, like, what <laughs> this guy is doing defensively as a 19-year-old playing Harden and Durant, guarding them both, it's ridiculous. It's something like, and I don't, I don't know, I like... Uh, uh, Andy called me less, but less green room. Uh, play. <laughs> I don't. Every win makes me more confident that Clay Thompson would be better than he was in the last dynasty. Because I don't know why, just psychologically makes me feel more confident about him coming back. And I don't care. Like if he comes back eighty-five percent, this team's winning the title. And I don't know what to think about next year when Kaminga is better. And then just just shouts to Draymond like what what this guy does defensively is I mean I, I was saying on Twitter earlier not to sound like Skip Bayless but in ten <laughs> years we might be we might be talking about the best 
the best offensive player and the best offensive player ever played together in the Warriors. Because I don't know what to say about Draymond and Curry anymore. So that's it. Have a good night. Bernardo, appreciate the call. I, I, I have nothing to add to that. I mean, it's, it's things are looking up, baby. I, I, things I, are. I tell you what. Stock, stock check, stock high. It's stock. Bitcoin. Bitcoin hitting what? 70, 80 right now? Oh, oh don't, don't buy. Hey, Hoddle. Hold on. Dear life. Come on. Easy. Um, I, look, man, the impact that these guys have made is uh, I don't know if we'll ever see something like this in the next 20 years. Stefan Draymond changing the way the game is played defensively and then Steph changing it offensively. is man, it's special stuff. Special stuff. All right. Um, Kissa, what's up? Hello, guys. I'm a first time caller. Super excited. Appreciate it. Uh, first of all, can we give Steph defensive play after you already? Like, this man is <laughs> out here locking up Harden. Like, <laughs> I could watch that clip a hundred times and I would feel so fulfilled. Also, justice for, what's his name? Blake Griffin. Like, they left this man on the island for how long and Steph just abused him so many times. I felt bad for him, honestly. <laughs> like, it was, it was, it was kind of sad. And also, somebody need to take Skip Bayless' phone. I cannot stand that man anymore. <laughs> he annoys the heck out of me. Oh my god! Anyways, uh, good night, yo. Appreciate appreciate the call. By the way, we didn't even talk about this, but like we we kind of let James Harden off lightly tonight, Andy. Oh we my god! The, we you... spent the last six years with people telling us. James Harden is on the same level as Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Get your Logan Roy on. Just to say it again. No, say, it again. Say, say it again for me. <laughs> Fuck off. You know, like, what are we doing here? Like, by the way, did you see Steph's eyes when he switched on to Harden? I, I just, I, <laughs> Steph was like, give this to me. He was like, let me, let me defend this guy. And Harden wasn't getting those calls as much anymore, even though he shot like 10 free throws tonight. But Steph wasn't scared. The, the fouls that Steph took was just dumb. It wasn't really on Harden, but I, don't I think, think Steph was scared. Of- I think it's so disrespectful. They were like, all right, you know, KD, we get it. That guy's all time. But James, it's a Tuesday night assignment. You know, <laughs> that's like they treated him like, you know, they seem more concerned with Patty Mills than James Harden to me. And that's where <laughs> we're at right now. And it's just like, I mean, he's a, he's a really good, he's a great player, but like, Let's just not in the same, you know, you can, you can discuss Steph and KD and I'm never going to get mad at you for what your opinion is there, but like, please, please, you know, discuss Harden with Dame and, you know, all these other like second tier guys. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. All right. We're on a heater tonight. All right. We got a couple more callers to get to Ben. What's up, man? Yo, um, first time caller, long time uh, in the Discord and premium member. So thanks for all you guys do. Uh, it. Shout out to all the goons, although I don't think any of us can get to Mikas's level tonight. Uh, <laughs> I was also in Barclays and I wanted to talk about the crowd for a second because uh, Mikas was being generous. Uh, I saw a Chris Mullen jersey. I saw a Monte Ellis jersey. Oh, we, had a Mon- jersey. we had a Monte jersey in the crowd? Wow. Yes, we did. And um, my section tried to get the long Warriors chant going a couple of times. Didn't really succeed. Nice. But, uh, yeah, there were – I counted five jerseys within f- three rows of me, you know. And it was loud when Steph was in that fourth quarter going for 40. Like, the whole arena wanted that to, shot to go in. So my question is, uh, where else can we play a home game on the road? Ooh, I actually think they can play a home game on the road in most arenas. Like I think Clipper, anywhere, every yeah. Clippers game is a home game. It's well, been I mean, co- like, think, well, think about this: when they were going seventy-three and nine, they were in Washington and they were in the midst of their run, and there was a home game, right? I, I think anywhere where the team's not great and people aren't people aren't going to, to Houston to watch Jalen. Well, maybe, but they aren't going to watch Christian Wood. There's Christian. only there's only about three teams in the NBA where the home crowd might be strong enough to stop a Warriors contingent from coming in. Three might even be selling it strong. I I, I think they can do it basically everywhere, particularly when the team is rolling. Yep. So 
I mean, yeah, like in the chat, Will's mentioning Orlando. Like, yes, Cole Anthony jerseys aren't outnumbering Steph Curry jerseys. Pretty good season, though. Pretty good season. I'll, hey, I'll say this. I Cole do, Anthony's nice. <laughs> is that he's good. I did not, I had no idea that he'd be this good. Uh, I want to see Steph in New York. I, I want to see him in Madison. I don't know when that game's going to be, but that atmosphere is going to be incredible. Considering New York's not bad. So, like, it might be a good game. It's going to be a great atmosphere. I, I can't wait for that. Yes, keep moving. Uh-oh. Oh no! How many shots deep? Jesus Christ! No, it's a Tuesday um, night, guys. It's a Tuesday night. <laughs> well, it's a Tuesday for us too, but you know. Yeah, you know, you got to get after it. I think the thing that nobody has acknowledged yet is that we are a sports, entertainment, media, and technology company, and that organizations <laughs> win championships. Joe Lacob was right. I bend the knee. Joe has always, always, always been right. I would never say different. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts you. Tim, yeah, Tim, hey, Tim you got, cut this up and throw it. Tim, you cut this up and put, put this on the timeline. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. But so I think the thing that nobody's really like, we touched on it in different ways. Steph was obviously amazing tonight. Draymond, same thing. Sure. Uh, but I think the thing that gets overlooked with these guys every single time, and, and including Kerr and Clay, is how fucking competitive they are. They are three of the three or four of the biggest competitors in the entire league. Um, and they're they're on the revenge tour this year. You can see it with Kerr leaving Steph in to get 50 against the Hawks, leaving him in to like pour it on Brooklyn a little bit tonight. These guys think they really have a chance to win a championship again. Yeah. Um, and you can just see it in their demeanor and the way they're going about things. Uh, Draymond's turning back the clock. He looks incredible. I can't believe people ever wanted to trade that guy. Um, yeah, they just they just look awesome. But my question yeah, my question would be, um, the, I think this team is going to coast to 50 or 60 wins as long as they don't get injured. Um, but looking at the playoffs, besides maybe another shot creator, do you see any other areas that they can show up? Is Kuminga going to be good enough by the playoffs to maybe help them on the front line in, in spot minutes? Um, where do you think they can clean things up a little bit? Because right now I think they're going to be a great regular season team, but the question with them has always been in the playoffs. Do they have enough counters against the best defenses? Yeah. Yeah, God, it's. I love that question, and I love the fact that we're looking that far down the line. But like, do you really, Andy? Let me ask you this: Do you think they need interior defense or anything inside? I I I think I think it's going to be the wing. It's and I think it's I think it's offense. Actually, I think their defense is going to be fine if Andre Godal is going to pace himself. And and we're we're assuming health. Like, obviously, if Draymond gets banged up, then there's another need. You need someone to kind of like take some burden off of him, but like, we're assuming the health. Yes. I, I, I think it's the offense. It's, is there a fifth person that can make that shot? Closing lineups going to be the core three plus Andre and, and Andrew Wiggins. Can they have that fifth guy hit that shot? We saw in Toronto, they didn't because it was Kevon Looney. And who knows? Maybe they could have won anyway, but they didn't have that. Shout, fifth out, guy. Cook. shout out, shout out, shout out. Quinn, Quinn cook literally shit his pants. I saw it real time. Uh, but it's like, do they have that guy? Is it Jordan Poole? Is it Andrew Wiggins? Is it Nemanja Bielitsa? Is it Otto Porter? Is it Chanti Kaminga? We don't know. But the good thing is they have 60 games for those guys to develop to be that player. Namely, I think they have 60 games for Jordan Porter to be, develop into that player. So I don't know. But I, I think that's what is going to be, hey, is this a championship team? Or is this... You know, I, I don't know. Is this a Western Conference Finals team? I don't know. But, like, that's – I think that fifth guy offensively is, is the missing ingredient. Yeah, I think I think Clay will determine if they're good on the wings and they have enough shooting. So, for me, it's really shot creation. Like, it could be Jordan Poole or it could be that they need to get Ricky Rubio on the buyout market or something like that, you know? Uh, and I'm not saying he's going to get bought out. The way Cleveland's playing, they're not going to be a buyout team. But, like, th- to me, it's – Unless you have injuries, which like are all like honestly, let's be real. The injuries will probably dictate the buyout market. Like someone being banged up, maybe Looney's banged up, and that'll demand that you get another big or something like that. Um, but like to me, it really is just shot creation because as the roster is constructed, I think they have enough of everything if they stay healthy. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins going to create some fucking shots. I tell you that. All right, we're going to end it on one last caller here. Let's go to. Larry, Ooh, the closer, the closer, Camilla Duvall. Larry, what's up, man? Okay, there you are. a couple what's of, up, the, I, I, you know, everybody's talked about most of the things I would say, but there's three things about 
uh, Steph Curry that I want to bring up. One is he couldn't play defense. Okay. I'm really, really sad that that happened. Uh, (laughs) Number two, none of us were sorry. Uh, Well, actually, we were all pretty sorry that we couldn't get Blake Griffin in that same draft, but we got Steph Curry at seven. And tonight was Steph Curry imposing his will on, and I think on Kevin Durant. I think this was personal tonight. I think he made sure of the result, and it might have been part of the reason for the Charlotte loss. But uh, we're just so lucky to watch this guy. And, you know, everybody else, I mean, uh, Draymond, I agree, but last year he kind of sucked. And every game I watched this year makes me hate last year's roster even more. A hundred percent. Okay. 100%. That's actually the that's actually the perfect quote for this. Every game we watch makes us hate last year's roster more. <laughs> it's just awful. But thanks for letting me talk. I'll, I'll let you guys go. Uh, it was always fun uh, listening to the crowd. Larry, appreciate you. That's actually a per. That's a perfect way to I, end it. But go ahead, Andy. Yeah. No, I, I think that's he said something that I think we should cap off with. Sam. Steph is a motherfucking killer. I mean, that's that's yes. that's Steph Curry, man. Like we will never see another one like him. Yep. All right. Appreciate you all. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.